0: Welcome Rugby Fam to our Western Force Fantasy Rugby Review for Super Rugby Pacific 2024. First of the Australian crew coming in, going through their squad, going through some of the other squads, I'm potentially revisiting where exactly I predicted them to go on the ladder. Of course, I dropped them in at 10. I think they could very, very easily do a switch with the Rebels and slip in at 6. Um... Very interesting squad to put together. It will be interesting to see how they put it together on the park. Uh, and I do have some thoughts to dive into, but exciting times for the sea in blue. So diving in how the Western Force will go and play the game this year. It's a very uh, interesting question with some key signings across the park in, in both the loose forwards and for firming up their stock uh, in the prop division. Uh, and then the halves, uh, basically a new set of Wallaby edition halves uh, in Nick White and Ben Donaldson ready to slot in with nearly Australian deputies in Isaac Fiennes-Liawasa, uh, Regisson Regis Pasatoa. Uh, a couple of interesting combinations there and how they will meld work together, slot in the field, who's going to be starting, who's going to be on the bench, will play a big deal in the season an even bigger deal in fantasy points and who's going to kick off for the Western Force. My primary concern, and I think that's blunted a little bit with some of their signings and some of the injury folks returning to the team is whether the for, the force has a platform in the Type 5 to set that platform, set that solid foundation to unleash the rest of the team that they're putting together. I remember last year, I think they were cruel by injuries a lot, but they definitely was some of the key moments that I remember is their scrum getting on, becoming on roller skates. I think with Tom Robertson, Santiago Medrano, as well as some of their reds uh, imports particularly in harry Hooper. Uh, i think dane Xander is a bit of a question mark and never really kicked on so you're definitely getting up there in the prop stakes uh, i think hooker is never going to be a concern with them they've got about they've got two arguably two wallaby level hookers and then they've also added uh, crusaders hooker in ben funnel recently uh, to the squad in terms of the locks to wrap out the type five it's really exciting to see isaac Rodder returning to the mix after a Couple of seasons, I think it's eighteen months or something. I was seeing in an article that he's been out injured uh, with foot injuries, stress fractures, all the things. I think he's had a bit of uh, a bit of a, ch- a snip and a chip uh, from the the foot to. I think it was flattening it out or something like that. So it'll be exciting to see him if he can return to form, uh, arguably pushing for World 15 locking honours when he was at his prime. It'll be good to see if he can get back up there. So my biggest concern is if they do have that tight five to set the platform, I think they've got the the cattle there. It's just whether they can translate that to results on the park and hold their own against some of the big boppers of the comp. Interesting too, in all their signings, how they will weave and fold into the existing force team which has i think punched above their weight or at their weight the last couple of seasons since readmission into super rugby this year i'm i'm feeling a bit of a change though i feel like they might be able to get some momentum to them and dig in and get some impressive results there they certainly got the experience in some of those key positions that arguably were filled by journeymen or people on the end of their career in the past but yeah it's it's interesting time out west so some of the key ins, so that's making this, this big question mark of whether the force will finish 10, 6, or push for higher. Definitely the big one is Nick White. Ben Donaldson coming in as the new halves pairing. It will be interesting to see how they pair together and then how they work with the existing scrum halves, fly halves of the force, particularly Isaac Fiennes, Leo Wasser, whether he'll get the start and Nick White will be the experienced one you get off the bench and whether Ben Donaldson will be slotted in firmly at fly half or will chop and change with 10 and 15. Also, they've beefed up their flanks with Michael Wells coming in from the Rebels, coming in straight away to the vice-captain's chair. Will Harris as well, who uh, everyone was swinging from for a couple of seasons ago, I think in the first iteration of Super Ugly Pacific, but was pushed down the line with uh, Langy Gleeson and, and Michael Hooper and all these, uh, the glass of flanks in the Waratahs over the last season and a bit. So it'll be interesting to see if he recaptures form and together with uh, Wells uh, creates a really strong flank uh, pack or loose forward trio for the Western Force. Harry Hooper, uh, Dane Zander also come, came, comes along. And Hamish Stewart, quite a, quite a solid performer from the Reds coming across. It'll be interesting to see how he works uh, with whatever fly half, scrum half pairing they go with. And he really is a solid, solid player. Great on the defense. Will provide them a little bit more stability through the midfield for sure. Diving into the draw for the Western Force, I think this is actually one of the, the toughest draws that I've uh, that I've seen so far. I've dropped it in at a four out of ten. So it's a really, really tough tough end to the season in particular with three local derbies to end the season so if they're behind the game and looking to secure a final spot it's going to be really really sapping for them to get into higher honours and get that finals berth with the three derbies uh, riding high towards the end of the season uh, they also got a, a trip of pain starting in around the middle of the season going over to Fiji to place the Enduro and then they th- then they face, I think, the Blues, Brumbies, and Chiefs all in short order, or maybe the Crusaders instead of the Brumbies, uh, all in short order. So it's a big uh, bollocking they're going to cop, I think, over that middle of the season. Five, yeah, five decent matches to start. Hurricanes will be no small feat and Brumbies, uh, but they do have some lighter games in and amongst there. So overall, four out of ten, bit of a tough slog for the force, but I'm hopeful and I am feeling optimistic with their signings. It'll just be how they can translate that into congruency and all the different relationships on the park to get those out. So with that optimistic vision of the team contrasted with their tough draw, who are we selecting in our fantasy sides? What are we going to slot in? Who is going to be the ones we're looking at this season? So for our ABCs as always, our anchors, these are the these are the blokes or the people that, no matter what, you'll be able to bank them. Quite often, they'll be captains. They'll get a uh, hundred odd points a game for you. So this one's a bit of a tricky one. Traditionally, Nick White, particularly over the last couple of seasons, hasn't been a hundred hundred point player, though he's been sharing the role quite closely with Ryan Longman at the Brumbies. It'll be interesting to see if he how he works with Isaac, finds Leowasa. I think. Isaac was definitely is definitely an anchor. It'll just be about how much t- game time he can get on the board with Nick White floating around. Uh, he's definitely lit up the force and lit up, uh, chucked up a couple of good fantasy points there, but it will see how he makes the team and, and if he starts more often than he finishes. Ben Donaldson is the only other anchor that I've locked down as someone to consider for the force. Uh, I think he traditionally has shown good, uh, good fantasy form and points. Even with the Waratahs slotting him in mostly at fifteen, uh, at ten, he at uh, uh, ten or fifteen, um, he will be able to get a, a decent score most of the time. Uh, and again, f- playing off whoever is his scrum half and unleashing the outside backs they do have, uh, it'll be cool to see. Our bolters. So these are the potential big, big, big scores, but potentially they will get the odd low score as well. Carlo Tinzano uh, lit up, lit up Super Rugby Pacific season one in uh, Michael Hooper's absence. Uh, I'm hopeful he can recapture some form, and potentially with some of the hard yards done, taken up by the likes of Will Harris or Michael Wells, Isaac Rodder, some of the some of the other prop uh, other locks and flanks, and Tim Antsy and similar, will be able to let him unleash like he was at the Waratahs, and rack up some serious points uh, as well. Chase Tatia on the wing there is another another player who's. Very close to that anchor consideration, but does have a quite quite a game here or there. Uh, and again, it will be interesting to see how he slots in and where he slots in. Harry Potter coming back to home shores after seasons in the English Premiership uh, will be—he's he's already dropped up a couple of tries in his preseason matches. Uh, so it's super exciting to see him if he's in the team. I think he will—he sniffs out the try line more often than not. Bailey Kinzel... I think is the other, the wrapping up the uh, Bolters crew. Again, depending on when he slots in and whether with their signings, particularly of the likes of Hamish Stewart, uh, whether he'll get enough game time to make be making a, a considerable contribution fantasy points-wise. But still definitely a Bolter when he can get in. He can play, I think, most positions in the back line. Uh, certainly centers and outside backs. Uh, so yeah, definitely a Bolter. Someone to consider, keep an eye on. Our cheapers or Creepers... Uh, Tim Ance is uh, coming off a season of sort of the second season blues. Um, definitely wasn't quite as the phenomenon as he was in the, his first season uh, points wise. So I think his cost will reflect that. His, uh, his yeah salary will reflect that in fantasy rugby pro platform. But he definitely has it in him, uh, and hopefully a good off season and a good getting it past those second season blues, he'll be able to tee off and rack up some points as well. Hamish Stewart uh, will be exciting to see how he weaves in with uh, a new side uh, not being fed by uh, Tate Dermot and similar who tried traditionally would spin the ball a little bit away from Hamish and Hamish would be doing the, the hard yards. So interesting to see. I think he will definitely be some worth some bang for his buck. And similar situation to Will Harris getting just a couple of bench spots and similar over the last couple of seasons. Uh, I think his cost will reflect, um, be a little bit on the lower side and could be a really good, uh, good cheaper creeper. So that's our wrap of the Western Force. So I'm hopefully not uh, putting Australian bias on it, but definitely some optimistic signs in the West after a, a tricky, tricky decade really for the Force. It's nice to see them get some talents, particularly some Wallaby talents out that way uh, and converting that to points on the park. I'm super excited to see some Perth games uh, and see that sea of blue ripping and moving. Uh, Here's to Western Force cracking on.